Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, we'll get to our episode right after a word from our sponsors. Winchester Ranch premium beard oil products contain unique scents that are unmatched in the marketplace. They only use natural, unfiltered, uncut oils to provide the most nourishing ingredients in your beard regime. So leave the big box beard oils for the hipsters because no self-respecting cowboy wants to work cattle smelling like a New Jersey nightclub. So whether it's AM Lumber, Outlaw, Trail Boss, or Whiskey Saddle, Winchester Ranch Beard Company has a scent for everyone. You can reach Winchester Ranch Beard Company at winchesterranchbeardco.com. Once again, winchesterranchbeardco.com. Our next sponsor is American Survival Co. You can reach them at americansurvivalco.com. Wilderness Survival and Tactical Training. They have two locations in Jacksonville, Florida and Northwest Arkansas. War Eagle, Arkansas to be exact. Your instructors are from the hit Netflix show, Snowflake Mountain, Matt Tate and Joel Graves. So whether it's a few hour workshop or a weekend course, it's perfect for individuals or team building exercises. For more details, head on over to americansurvivalco.com and also check out their podcast, Survival Logic. Once again, americansurvivalco.com. Welcome back to the Lifetimes Podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. It's good to be back once again. You know, I'm excited to be here. Um, uh, today, uh, probably got some interesting stories, uh, probably about Levi Jeans. I'm not going to know the history of it. I'm just going to make some statements here. But right before this thing started, Late news here. He's not on the show today, but he's here in the background. Here at the, here in the, what do you, what do we call these? Layton Industry Studios. So anyway, that's where we're at. And um, he said, I don't know if this podcast is going to look good because your face is greasy. Now, I, I don't want to like get into hygiene. I, I take baths every day. I've recently got into, <laughs> people don't even want to hear this. I've recently got into to the Duke soaps. Have you heard of the Duke soaps? Uh, sell them at all your local, all your local, uh, uh, what do you specialty stores? Uh, they even got them because I'm from Locust Grove originally. Everybody said, I know there's a lot of people from Locust Grove that listen. They even got them down there at the country cottage. Uh, you can find Duke soaps right in there, the front door, <laughs> fine soaps. Uh, but I, I've been using that. I don't know if it, it doesn't make my face greasy. It's just like a skin problem. Is it a skin problem? My, that my, I mean, some people have dry scalp and dry skin. I don't have any of that. So, you know, I've surpassed that. Is there shampoos for greasy hair problems? I don't know. He said maybe gold bond. I don't get it. Uh, anyway, I, 
I think my face will be just fine uh, for the video. That's that's what I think. Um, the other day I was at the mall in Pittsburgh. I went looking for some fine shoes. Uh, for anybody, if you don't know, like here's my personal style. Yeah, because everybody's like, "Oh, you're fan." <laughs> it's like i'm tooting my own horn i don't even have a horn to toot here i'm just saying that uh uh i'll wear nice shoes and people think they're like oh you you dress nice i don't even really dress nice like i actually don't i buy fancy shoes i buy fancy looking pants and the top is usually some kind of pullover some kind i mean it's not a fashion show people but like i'm not fancy i just accessorize and that may sound a little nerdy, but I'm going somewhere with this. So I'm walking through the mall in Pittsburgh, and I'm looking for some jeans. I don't even own jeans. I'm about to buy some jeans, not Jinkos. I don't want Jinkos. Those are big. I don't know if you, I don't know if there's any former Jinko wearers out there, but you're right now you're embarrassed to think about. Yeah, I used to wear Jinkos. That's uh, if you don't know what that is. Jinkos is like where they take five pairs of jeans and sew them all together and make one pair of pants. You know, and the legs flare out like a like a wingsuit. Anyway, so I'm, I'm looking for jeans. People seem to be wearing jeans these days. I figure it's a, a trend I'm about to get in. Um, but I walk around the mall. I don't see anything. And then I pass, uh, not at the same store, but I pass some Levi's in my jean search. And I realize one thing. L- Levi's. I mean, nobody's... Nobody says Levi's are these high fashion anything. You know, they're not like high fashion jeans, but they're not bad jeans. They've been around forever. Like they're actually, they're probably the best jean company. If we're just being real, they've been around since the beginning of time. But one thing Levi's does, uh, it makes you be confident about yourself when you wear them. Because, uh, you know, let's say somebody like me, who's just like, uh, I'm a little chubby. And, uh, you know, I'll just throw it out there. It's not like it. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I, I can't get my feelings hurt or depressed by me telling you I wear size 38 pants. That's what I wear. Uh, but, you know, you would know that also if I bought Levi's jeans because they make you be bold. Like if you try to wear like <laughs> if you got spanks on or whatever to try to hold in your upper half. Well, I'm not a spanks wearer, but, you know, like if you're trying to hold in your upper half and you got Levi's on, you're like, I can clearly see you're a 3830. Uh, don't fall down, you'll roll a Salina. You know, like, no. I mean, it's not. I mean, Levi's jeans forces you to be bold. You know, you got to have a lot of self-confidence if you're going to wear those. And uh, I, I think I probably wore, actually, I know I did. I don't remember wearing 501s, but whatever it was. I I, I used to be a an active jeans wearer around high school, early high school, middle school. And I would I'd be looking for, like, the 503s or the, Whatever's the boot cut. Do you guys remember when, when boot cut was the thing? Like you're like, oh, I gotta get these I gotta get these boot cut. Cause I got Doc Martens on and I need it to flare out on my boots. But I don't want it to go too deep like Jinkos, because I want you to see the the yellow ribbon around the, the rubber part of the cell. Do you that now that's a thing. I've noticed this. Now when I'm a kid, you don't notice how fashion <laughs> This is not a fashion episode. But you ever notice, like, fashion repeats itself. Uh, it, it does. It repeats itself. The ridiculous trends repeats itself. And I'm not trying to make fun of uh, my one of my children who thinks she's into fashion, but she bought some pants today. I don't know what's, I mean, they look like bell bottoms. 
Uh, they're just big. They're like they look like hammer pants with a bell bottom flare. I don't know how I don't is that a thing? I don't even know if that's a thing. That's not a thing to me. So here's what anyway, it, it all comes it all comes full circle. But what I'm saying for me, as I've noticed in my lifetime, if you just want to look normal, I'm not I'm not saying she doesn't look normal, but if you just want to look normal, if you just want to be like normal, down the middle, regular person through time. Just buy the old classic fit anything. It doesn't. You're not necessarily in style, but you're not out of style ever. Uh, that's that's my thing. Yeah, skinny jeans are out though. I don't, when I on my quest for jeans, I didn't look for skinny jeans. It's not it's not really my style. I, you know, I bought these outdoor pants the other day, and they're real skinny. And people <laughs> like, hey man, where'd you get your skinny pants? I'm like, they're not skinny pants. I think they're for rock climbers. But once again, I just gave you my gave you my measurements so i'm okay to say it out loud it's not gonna hurt my feelings um i don't really they might have been rock climbing pants but i mean do they really make 38 30 rock climbing pants like who climbs rocks that wears 38 30 pants nobody i can almost guarantee it i'm sure there's a 30 38 rock climber but not reverse when you when you do the reverse i'm gonna be honest uh i could probably eat less carbs but I was, you know, I was carb loading uh, for this next rock climb. That's the only reason I ballooned up. I'll probably get it back normal uh, here here in the upcoming future. So um, here, here's the thing. I I there's an interview that I want to do. Uh, I got a little buddy. Yeah, he's, we're best friends. He says I'm his best friend. We're best friends. His name's Hudson. Well, Hudson, and I'm gonna let him tell the story. Uh, Hudson won. Won the state championship in wrestling. He's, I, I gotta be honest, six years old. He's six or seven. I think he's six. And he, and he won state in his weight class, 55, 52, whatever it was. I've known this kid um, for a couple of years, two or three years, somewhere in, in that range. And um, he's just a real intense kid. I, I've brought him up before uh, on this show. And if I haven't, it, the most vivid memory I have, I got lots of memories of them, but the most vivid one, we're at a soccer game. My daughters are playing. There's four or five little kids. They're all together. This is like a movie scene. And I'm setting it up because I'm going to ask them about it. I'm going to interview this kid next week. And for anybody that's like, oh, it's a six-year-old, no, man, you don't get it. He's real intense. He's a very intense kid. He's not going to attempt to make you laugh, but, <laughs> but you're going to laugh because of how intense he is. He's a he's an avid uh, hornet finder uh, and fighter. He fights hornets. So we're watching a soccer game. It's just like a movie. I wish I had it recorded, even though I it was like sheer terror for the little kids. I hear one little kid sc- screaming, running out of the woods. So I turn around and glance, and I see you know what 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 the kid is screaming about. About twenty yards behind him, another kid runs out of the woods, screaming and crying. <laughs> So a couple parents start turning around. I see a third kid about 20 yards behind the second one running out of the woods, screaming and crying. I'm not, I'm not make, making this up. About 20 yards behind him, the fourth kid runs out of the woods, screaming and crying. Now all the parents are not even watching the game anymore. They're staring at the kids like, you know, what's going on? What's going on in the woods? Like, we have no idea. And they're perfectly spaced out, and they're all running towards the soccer field, screaming and uh I don't know if you remember Tommy Boy. I believe it's Tommy Boy. 
where uh, the cops pull him over, and he's like, follow my lead, and he starts yelling bees and, and uh, swiping himself, and but it's at nighttime. That's what they were doing when they were running. So when the parents are running up to him, they're knocking bees. Now they're knocking hornets. They're knocking hornets off all the little kids. Like it's in a movie, and it's just sheer panic. Like the kids in the soccer field, they're just playing soccer. They don't have any idea. Our entire sideline of parents is watching the, the fiasco sh- shake out right behind us. And they're all screaming, so they can't talk. And then finally, when they do, obviously it's the hornets. They're not like, "What happened?" And so the four kids, like kids do, you know, go you go off in the woods, especially that age. They're all like five, six years old, four to six, and uh, they see these. You know, it's a hornet's nest, a large one. So it's a ground level nest here, and so they see them all swarming. And one of the kids had a great idea that he would run up and kick it. Well, and that's that's what that's what caused the whole fiasco. Uh, the point I just give you this story. We're gonna catch it live, and and I, I I'm gonna hear him talk about a state championship. We're real excited to have Hudson next week. I I think uh, th- this should be a good time. I just wanted to throw that out there because next week you're like, hey, why is this six year old kid? Because he's real intense, and it's gonna be awesome. So look, I don't. If anybody actually knows the backstory of. I, I've said it before. Why have a podcast? I, maybe I don't actually know if that's why I said it. Maybe, maybe I should let the world know. Here's here's why this podcast even exists. I used to do stand-up comedy shows, uh, and I liked it. I, I mean, I, I loved it, but I got busy with real work, and I couldn't do it. Just, and, uh, and the actual reason it went down is because I was supposed to be on two different shows that I had to cancel because... Um, there was an emergency and it happened. It wasn't back to back weeks, but it was really close together. So I decided to not do stand up comedy shows anymore. If anybody doesn't know, like I used to do those things. So I had to cancel doing stand up comedy before I basically got banned from comedy clubs for having a reputation of not showing up. But it was like for professional reasons. So I chose just to, to do that. Well, the reason I started this podcast is because. I still wanted to have some kind of comedy outlet and kind of what I was thinking didn't work this way, by the way. But when people came where I was at, I was like, oh, I still got the show. Maybe he's funny. Yeah, let's put him up, you know, because I have existing friends that travel around the country and they do these shows. And so I thought like it was going to be uh, maybe <laughs> I could I could get on and still do shows. Doesn't really work like that. You actually have to get on stage to practice if you don't know how that goes. Um, but that was my hope. Well, um, somebody just called and, and asked if I would do a comedy show uh, in, in Beaumont, Texas, Sour Lake, Texas. And I said, uh, well, I actually haven't said yes yet, but I think I'm going to. Um, I'm just telling you that because <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to be very good. <laughs> Like if you if you don't do stand up comedy shows, like there's timing. People don't know that. Like there's a, there's like a whole timing thing. And the reason that you even do open mics is to practice. And if you'd say something that's not funny, I, look this this is not even funny part of the show. I'm just I'm going to educate you on something that you may not know unless you're a stand up comedian. But you you don't do open mics because you're terrible. Everybody does open mics. The the greatest comedians in the world do open mics. But that's how you test your material. So you start out. 
um, you, if you write jokes, I always told the story, so it was a little different, but you know, basically you, you write out this premise and then you go to an open mic and then you say it with no feeling or emotion, just see what kind of reaction you get. Uh, you know, and if somebody laughs, you're like, okay, that may work. I'm just shorthand on this, but like, oh, oh, that may work. So the next week or the next day, depending on how many open mics you have in your area, then you, you get back up and you're like, you reword something and then you say, I'm going to do it with a little emotion. And then you get more of a reaction and you know, people are going to laugh. You know, it's going to work, you know, uh, you know, two, three, four down the line, whatever it is, you like, here it is. And you really ham it up. And then it's like show ready. You know, it's going to work. You've done it five times. You laugh every time you feel good about it. And that's it. That's how it works. Well, I haven't done that as excited as I am to go do this show. Like I'm also, I'm nervous about it because I don't, I don't want to bomb. And I bombed one time ever. And I was at the, the laugh factory uh, in Cleveland and I, um, I, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. It was, the only, it was the only time I ever bombed. And, uh, I was pretty excited to go there. You know, it was like Steve Harvey's like home area back in the day. And I, I was like, Oh man. I, and I love Steve Harvey. So I said, I was, I was really excited to do it. And I, I don't remember the guy's name, Dave or Dan. I don't, it used to be some kind of MTV VJ and he was the the headliner that day. And so I, you know, I got up there and I thought I was going to, thought I was going to kill it. But the host was a, a local radio host show there around radio host show. Did I say that wrong? Radio show host, uh, around the Cleveland area. And, um, I didn't know the guy. We've never, we've never had this talk, but he started doing my, not my material. Like he stole it. Like, I'm not saying that's what he said, but the guy who hosted the show did a quick five minutes or something in that five minutes about, I felt like 60% of what it was about to come out of my mouth. And I was next. Uh, he, he said, so I, now I immediately panicked and, uh, it's not good. Well, I get on stage. Um, <clears throat> here, here's how, you know, it's bad at that point. I'd never bombed, which is also how, you know, I wasn't a very good comedian because you're like, well, if you've never bombed, you must've been really good. Um, I was really good at making people laugh when I was on stage. The reason I was a terrible comedian is because when you bomb like that, I, and it's the only time it had ever happened. <clears throat> I didn't know how to pull out. I didn't know how to recover because I've never had that happen. Like, it was bad. I could hear the air conditioner. Like it was, it was, uh, it was, I <laughs> listen, it's not anything terrible. I can't say out loud, but I always say this is a family show people. So I'm not going to give you the joke. I'm just saying that I, I said whatever I said. And then I walked to the end and there was two people sitting at the tables that were like right on the stage. And I referenced a couple of them and, uh, I could hear, I could hear the air conditioner in the building. Like it was silence. I could just hear the air conditioning fan. And I thought, oh man. And so I like tried to switch gears. Couldn't do it. Terrible. I'm walking off stage. A couple people were like, good job. Good job. I could hear the air conditioner. It was terrible. It sucked. And, uh, the headliner, this is what he said to me. He's like, Hey man, um, the stuff that you would do in Houston, uh, you can't do it in Cleveland. <laughs> That's what he told me. Like that's what he told me. Well, guess what? Going back to Beaumont. So, uh, if, uh, <laughs> if they laugh there, I guess Texas is more my speed. I guess that's how it's going to go, but we'll, we'll see. I, I haven't set anything up, I, but it's like I said, if you don't get on stage, 
you don't know timing. You know, like there's just jokes. I don't even have jokes. I just write, I just tell stories. I don't write stories. I just tell stories. So it should be a interesting gig. Hopefully I don't bomb and you never know. Uh, I do have an opportunity to do that. I'm hosting some kind of foundation dinner hosting my host. I'm emceeing this foundation dinner, uh, next week. And, uh, well, actually you're hearing it this week on Saturday, uh, is this thing. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping for the best, but you know, whatever. If it doesn't work, I'm cheap entertainment. They got, they, they got their money's worth. This past weekend, I went to, uh, I went to a, uh, county sheriff graduation. That's what I thought. So I got a buddy. He, he's a, he was in law enforcement training. It's his dream in life, not to be a reserve, but just to be in law enforcement. So he's 21 years old and that's, that's what he went to do. You know, and he'll get in the game and he, he'll make somebody because even though he's a reserve, sometimes he's 21 years old. So like normally if you're reserved, you're like, yeah, I'll work a weekend. I'll work at nighttime. I'm pretty sure my buddy, he's going to roll every day and just love it for free. I just think that's how he's going to do it. But so I go to his graduation and I'm very excited uh, for him because it was like, it's his dream, you know, to, 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 I think he wants to be a highway patrolman, whatever. It's his dream. So it's in this place called Talala. It's if you've ever heard of, well, a lot of people not from here. Right outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, there's a small town called Ulaga. There's a so there's a suburb of Ulaga, which is not really a suburb. It's another tiny town, like four miles away from that, called Talala. Uh, so the so the county. Sheriff graduations in Tulala. I'm confused. I know the backstory now, and I'm not going to get into it. It's not that interesting. But for whatever, I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to go to Tulala. It's weird because the sheriff's office is in, you know, the county seat of Claremore, America. I think there's five people because my friend only posts five people. And I'm like, yeah, because my daughter played basketball this weekend, and I think I'm going to catch her last game. I'm going to go see my friend graduate. I mean, it's five people. How long can it take? And I pull up at the the church here. I think it was the First Baptist Church in Tallala, uh, Oklahoma, America. <clears throat> I think every person that lived in a four-county radius is in this church at Tallala. And I'm very confused because I'm like, first of all, who would drive this far away from Claire? I mean, for a graduation. Who would drive 28 miles away to watch five people graduate? There's plenty of people who would watch five people graduate. Why is there 500 cars at this graduation? I'm, I'm tossed. So I'm walking up, and I think, like, man, how, this is, like, a serious deal. So I see my friend standing outside, which was lucky because I, I, got, I got him a little gift. And I said, uh, here you go, man, uh, Jake. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, what I said. And I'm like, Jacob, did you bring – your entire family's family? Like who, how many people are graduating? Because he only showed a picture on Facebook of five people, which by the way, quit lying and tell the truth, Jacob. It wasn't five of you. They're like 29 people that graduated in this class, but he don't see, <clears throat> he messed with my time management because by looking at Facebook, he led me to believe I'm just going to roll up and I'll probably be sitting with a family. going to be like eight of us in seats or whatever. There's going to be 60 people total. No, there was politicians there, uh, Congress people there, uh, <laughs> the sheriffs around the area. Um, 
the other, I don't know. I said 29. There were 20 people, but I thought there was five or six. So I'm just, I'll just tell you the story. I'm not making fun of it. I'm actually uh, really proud of him for graduating, but I, I, you get in there and there's a program. I call them, my grandma calls them programs. So uh, I look at the program, not the program. I look at the program and it showed who all was there. And I'm like, <laughs> and I look at the graduating class and instantly I'm like, I am not, I guess I'm not going to be making this game in one hour. So they start, they start talking. I mean, there are 73 guest speakers. It's hot. I, I, I got there 10 minutes early, and I'm in the balcony. And I got a suit top on. It's burning up. I got a blazer. That's why it's hot, because it was a blazer. Uh, so anyway, and when the guy sings the national anthem, I'm not mad at the guy that can sing the national anthem. Uh, he actually sang it really good. I'm just going to add that the guy singing the national anthem at this event... I know he's probably saying this thing before, which is why he was probably there, but he sang this thing like he was at the Super Bowl, and this was big time. Now, in his defense, I felt like everybody in 19 counties was in this, was in this place, and, but I felt like he thought, he's like, this is my time to shine. He's like, these people are going to see me for what I am. Uh, the place, even though there was a lot of people there, the... the uh, it wasn't that big of a place. Uh, he didn't even need a microphone. He sang like Whitney Houston sang the national anthem and doing, uh, you know, I don't know all the singing terms. It's not a thing I've specialized in in my life, but, uh, he, he did all the octaves and the ups and downs. Uh, I could maybe, can I even give it a little sample of what he did? Be like, <laughs> like, I'll say, can you see? I can't now that's, that sounds normal. That sounds normal. Well, whether you thought it was good or not, that was normal. Uh, he was just doing big runs that I can't even recreate. And so the whole time, yes, I thought it was awesome. But in my head, I'm like, this guy's a real intense singer. That's what I thought. It like a lot of intensity brought. And I was proud of him. I thought, I thought Elton John was, well, he's not Elton John because he had a cowboy hat on, but I, <laughs> whoever, <laughs> whoever is a cowboy singer, country singer, that does runs, that's who I was just watching. That was an unbelievable deal. It's the best It's the best local live anthem I've laid eyes on in quite some time. No offense, Jordan. So um, there was that. And after it was over, I don't know, man. It, it took three hours. The program was three hours. The program. It was probably two, but it was hot. So, you know, when you're hot, it, it feels like it was longer. And then uh, – I drove back, missed my daughter's basketball games, which didn't matter. I think they lost by 45, um, something like that. Got a lot of really working on the fundamentals here recently. So um, that's how my weekend went, by the way. Uh, here's the latest in football news, everybody. <laughs> it's like, you're really digging now. Yeah, I am. I am. I got to get up at 3.30, guys. I'm just letting you know. So like um, I never the Eagles. I guess they were good all year, but they're Philadelphia. And if even if you don't like football, it's fine. I'll get through this part. Uh, Philadelphia, I yeah, they're good, but I just didn't feel like they're better than any team in the AFC, the other league. Uh, for those of you that don't know, you know the Buffalo Bills league, the one I thought the Bills were going to win the championship. I still think the Super Bowl winner is going to come out of the Bills side. 
I I can speak football terms. I'm trying to speak to people that don't understand it. The, I think the champion is going to come out of the same side of the bracket that uh, Buffalo Bills are in. Uh, but yeah, so now it's the it's the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's the Eagles. And that game just ended, so the Chiefs won, and and they're going, and they're all excited. There's this guy named Patrick Mahomes, and he is the quarterback for the for the chefs. And um, I don't know if you know who the chefs are. If you don't, I believe it was a Snickers commercial, and it was supposed to say the Chiefs, and the guy painted the chefs. Uh, that's that's the backstory on me calling them the chefs. So Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback. This guy, when he wears his helmet, it's like. He, it looks like he has Peyton Manning's forehead on when he puts the helmet on. The The helmet sticks up like 18 inches above the top of his head, like a, like a cone head. You know, the old, the old 70s cone heads. Not like my daughter. My daughter, well, well, hold up, hold up. If, I, if you just run with that on the surface, you're like, well, that's rude. No. Her head's normal now, but when my but when my daughter was born, one of them, I'm not going to single them out, but but uh, I know I've told this before on the podcast. I wasn't ready for this when when my oh yeah whatever it doesn't matter when my oldest daughter was born. This is the first time that I know what kids look like when they come out of of the canal there, and and so you know you're excited that you have a kid, and and you love them instantly, but I just remember when she was laying there. Her head was longer than her body, so I I, I immediately thought like, this, oh no, <laughs> got it. I mean, her head was about twenty eight inches long. I felt like, and and uh, so they put a sock cap on, and they're like, oh yeah, this sock cap. Don't worry about that cone head. This sock cap will suck it down about twenty six inches. And now, like in my head, I don't know how putting a sock cap on is gonna. You're you're gonna have to smush her head all the way back. Cause it's real stretched out now. As it turns out, I don't know this, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not experienced in this field. But as it turns out, I guess the the skull is not. That don't make any sense. The skull's got to be formed because when they're kids and you rub their head, you know they got a skull. You can feel it. But however, it got stretched out. It was like real big. And I, don't, I realize I'm rambling here, but I, I, have you experienced this? I mean, did you guys get nervous? I, I've never seen heads that big. I don't know what it's like an Egyptian head. You know, those old Egyptian statues where their heads are real tall. That's, I thought, I thought I made an Egyptian is what I thought. And I didn't, I didn't know how, uh, I just knew they were going to be of some royalty. Cause those are the only Egyptian skulls I see that got big heads. Uh, but turns out it all worked out. Her head's normal size now. And, um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happened to Patrick Mahomes when he puts his helmet on. I've almost lost my place there. You guys, anybody who knows me, you know, I'll ramble a little. I'll forget where I'm at. That's where I was going. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes' head is, he's got, his helmet is is built for Egyptian heads. And uh, when he takes it off, he looks normal. But when he puts it on, it's real Peyton Manny. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. So, for those of you that couldn't follow this episode, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for listening. I was a little all over the place. I got to be honest. Uh, you know, there were some things I had, I, I wanted to discuss and I had an agenda and, uh, I got a little sidetracked with other things. So next week's going to happen. Remember, uh, Hudson, you know, the state champion, best friend, he's going to be on here. 
and uh, we're all excited. Thanks for listening. Uh, you guys have the best week, and uh, put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Let's go, Pete. Let's go, Pete. Put Pete in the Hall of Fame. Come on, Peter Rose. Why didn't he go by Peter Rose? He should have went by Peter Rose. Put Peter Rose in the Hall of Fame, everybody. I Actually, if he changed his name to Peter Rose, what if that was like, they're like, hey, you know, let's forgive the guy. He goes by Peter now. He's obviously grown up. So let's put Peter Rose in the Hall of Fame. Uh, love you. Talk to you later. Hello, church family. It's good to talk with you. <laughs>